Welcome to Stories of COVID, the interview project that explores what it's like to experience a global pandemic. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. It is scary and it's very real, but it's not hopeless. As I said, I changed three planes. None of them were wearing any gloves or masks. I've never seen so much support for freelancers or artists in the in the media um, as I have now. They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak. I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history to write a book preserving this experience for future generations. If you'd like to help preserve this moment in history for future generations, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. Finney and Burnett found that they were in a position of privilege during the pandemic. Their job and their partner's job was intact, despite so many others having been lost. And so they made the decision to use some of their own funds in order to support their friends and loved ones while they were working to get back on their feet and press forward during these unusual times. I was living here in a small town in British Columbia. My wife and I were scheduled to go to a big conference in Las Vegas in I think it was the end of March and called Klexicon, which is just thousands of people that gather for this sort of fan-based conference. And I remember the two of us talking about it and saying, I just don't think we should go. They hadn't talked about canceling it yet and they weren't canceling flights yet, but I just had this feeling like I just I'm so worried about getting stuck in the United States. So I want to say it was it was probably either the end of February or the beginning of March that we started having that conversation. The conference ended up being canceled, but we canceled our trip before the conference itself canceled. So much of my news comes from people who are way better informed than I am hosting you know, my social media sites. So I want to say it was probably either through Twitter or Facebook. Well, I was, I was absolute kind of just in a huge anxiety about it in the beginning to the point where I just was reading about it all day, every day. I was taking screenshots of the dashboard of how many cases in each country every day. And I was keeping a whole huge folder about that. And I really just went into this kind of I don't know, depressive episode, I think about it, where, you know, I'm, I'm fat and I have high blood pressure. And so of course there was always that whole, oh, obesity is going to be your, you know, if, if you're, if you're have obesity, you're going to die, which they say about everything anyway. But you know, so of course I was just in a lot of panic about it. Eventually it just, that kind of faded. I don't think you can sustain panic for very long without just losing it and at at some point I think I kind of took stock and I think it was when my friends in the state started losing work um, and then I was able to kind of focus on well my wife was working extra hours because she does she works from home doing tech support for a bank and I was working extra hours and uh, because a lot of classes were going online that hadn't previously been online so we were both working a lot and we had this kind of extra income and and we weren't going anywhere so instead of spending money on going out then we were kind of 
able to focus on taking care of a few very close friends and family. And I think like as soon as I had someone else to kind of take care of, I was able to get get out of my own panic and sort of focus on doing something, even if it wasn't actually helping in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, if you have that defined role in something, then you feel you're you're doing something. When the U.S. was going into this climb and so much, you know, like just getting such a bad virus, Canada was was holding steady, and especially British Columbia, we were low in cases. And now we're on a climb, and they're talking about doing shutdowns. I just saw a news article the other day where BC is talking about doing roadblocks to make sure there's not any non-essential travel. And so we're kind of in a weird place right now where it feels like the rest of the world is starting to kind of get everything under control and, and we're ramping up. I just read about how India is having a really bad, huge breakout right now and it's just terrifying everywhere. Personally, not really that much at all. Um, we, as I said, we both work from home. We kind of, um, you know, we've started doing more of our grocery pickup as opposed to going into the grocery store. We weren't really that social. We live in a very small town and we've only lived here for about two years and I don't really have a friend base here or anything like that. So I was already kind of feeling isolated from the life I had when I lived back in Michigan. So really not a lot has changed as far as my daily activities. I still work from home. I, I, I still don't really go out. I have things I miss sometimes. Like it would be nice to just go out and get a Starbucks. And But I would miss that anyway from living in a small rural town that this nearest Starbucks is an hour and 20 minutes away. So as far as lifestyle change, nothing has really changed that much except for one thing that did change was when I kind of stepped back from that hugely busy life that I just did before everything kind of shut down, I got to kind of be a little more introspective with myself. And I came out of the closet as being a, a trans masculine person, um, which I had always kind of felt my wife knew and but I never really wanted to tell anyone and then I thought with everything going on with the pandemic and people I love getting sick and you know people dying and like life being so sure I thought you know like why don't I just be honest with people and yeah so that has been like almost like I want to say like a positive of the pandemic is that I get to kind of start living as Finian which I wasn't before. I mean, with working online and, and being social online, technology has been the lifesaver of the pandemic for me. I love that I have a conference to go to today. I never would have been able to go. I got to present a paper at the 19th Century Studies Association Conference that I never would have made it. Um, just price-wise, I wouldn't have been able to make the travel to do it. So... It seems that I've always, because of being kind of an introvert and then location-wise being kind of isolated, that it seems like the rest of the world is kind of embracing my lifestyle now. So I actually get to take part in a lot of things that I never would have otherwise. So because of technology, I feel more connected to people. A couple of the defining moments. I don't know if this is someone else's story, but um, a friend of mine got cancer during the pandemic 
And it really, for me, drove home how I can't just go be with her and take care of her and help take care of her, visit her in the hospital and bring her grapes. And that was always the big joke that, you know, if anything ever happens, I'll be there and I'll, I'll come to the hospital bringing grapes and, and I'll eat them all. There were a couple of situations like that, I think, where I've always felt like I would kind of rush to someone's rescue if, if I needed to, whether it was a close friend or a family member, and being unable to do that because of closed borders or hospitals that have policies. So I would say that that drove home the pandemic a lot for me especially because I think of so much of the pandemic other than, you know, the hardships of people dying and people getting sick. And I, I have, you know, a family member that died and I have got friends that are still dealing with long-term COVID from March of last year. Um, so that part of it is awful. And so much positive also came out of the shutdowns for me. So I would say it's hard to balance between knowing that like a lot of great things have come out of it and then a lot of really awful things have come out of it. One story that I think is pretty indicative of the pandemic is my 14 year old dog who was the my soulmate dog. I had him from when he was a puppy. He got bladder cancer and got very sick and then died during the middle of the pandemic. And because of the lockdown procedures here, I couldn't <clears throat> go into the vet with him for any of his appointments. And as he got older and more clingy, I guess, he would just yelp when they would take him. And, and that was just such a horrific thing to watch him walking away from me every time. Uh, and they did let us come in when we finally went too for his last appointment, but that was a really horrible thing to happen. He was uh, he was a special guy though. Yeah, I got him when I lived in the Virgin Islands. He was the like my best good boy. He was too young to actually be out of the care of the mother, but the mother had been killed, and so they were these little puppies that were like four and a half weeks old. I had to give him liquid food, and I carried him around all the time. And, yeah, so we had a very special bonded relationship. Thank you for listening. Subscribe so that you don't miss an interview. I interview multiple people a week and I am releasing these episodes as fast as I can. And if the story meant something to you, share it because it will probably mean something to someone else. Every time you share the project, it helps the project grow. So thank you. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.